Welcome to Entrepreneur Conundrum with Virginia Purnell, where growing entrepreneurs share how they get visible online. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Jonko Torres about how he helps people improve their health. Jonko became an entrepreneur at 19 years old with practically no money, no experience in entrepreneurship. But he had two qualities, hungry and coachable. When his mom got ill, he found a product that helped her and many others with their immune system. They were so happy with the results that he and his mom decided to do this project and help a lot of people. Since making that decision, they've helped over 3,000 people with their immune systems, helped lots of people start side hustles, has a team that sells more than a million dollars per year, has been featured in podcasts with over 10,000 listeners, featured in two Amazon bestseller books, and was even recognized as a top young entrepreneur of his company. Welcome, Janko. Hello, Virginia. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Super happy to be here. Truly. Very happy. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that your mom's doing better by the sounds of it. Thank you. So we kind of got a bit of a background in that introduction. Is there, did you always want to be an entrepreneur? Great question. So yes, like I remember being five, six years old in school and always daydreaming, like how can I own a business in which I have a big team of happy people loving what they're doing? Um, me being the leader of that company and also making an impact with the product to sell. I, I, I remember being six years old and thinking about that. Where does this come from, Virginia? I have no clue, truly. But I think that was also one of my problems in school because I was always great, you know, daydreaming you know, about this. And then they said I had ADD and ADHD. You got in trouble, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. And so I wasn't as great as I could have been in school just because I was daydreaming about this idea. So like while everybody's in school studying and focusing, which I should have been doing that, honestly, I was thinking, okay, how can I own 10 schools? <laughs> You're following me? So, yeah. you know, like this was me since I'm, since I was five, six years old. So yeah, you know, like I wasn't, I wasn't the kid selling Kool-Aid in the street. I wasn't that courageous as young. I had to develop that. But I always say two things that I think every entrepreneur has, okay? They always have a big desire to achieve something, like huge, massive desire, and they think big. And when I go back in time, though, I wasn't selling Kool-Aid or lemonade on the streets like many entrepreneurs were when little. I was always a big thinker, and I always had a big desire. So I think those two things kind of helped me shape and become an entrepreneur. That's fun. So what do you like about, well, I guess, like, kind of how did you get where you are today? Based yeah. off of like everything. Yeah, for sure. So it's fascinating because a lot of people think that to be this successful entrepreneur or successful person in general, right? They need resources, right? Finance is a resource. Contacts is a resource. Even though I did have some resources, like everybody, truly, what I would say is that one big thing actually that helped me truly become what I am right now is finding mentors, as simple as that might sound. And I say this because, for example, my mother has been an entrepreneur since like since I'm little. So she's been a mentor for me, probably her and my dad, my most important mentors, for sure. So obviously that entrepreneur thinking helped me make that decision also and, and to also work with her. That was a big advantage that some people don't have. I won't, you know, like I will be honest. But in that process, I found other people that were extremely successful in my space. So I decided to talk to them and, you know, like and be their friends. And they showed me the way. And I think all of this creating a network of mentors, right, really helped me shape how to become a good entrepreneur, what to do, what not to do. And, you know, just keeping this hunger and this big desire to achieve what I wanted to achieve. I would say as simple as that might sound, that's truly been, I would say, 80 to 90 percent of my success for sure. 
That's nice how they were willing to help you out too, right? Yes, for sure. Absolutely. What do you like most about the work that you're doing? Wow. Well, I've always loved to sell since I was young. Always, always, always. So that's one part I like, you know, to, to sell something that helps people is amazing. I remember reading in a book called Endless Referrals, and it said, whenever you make the decision to, to sell something or to write a book, for example, I said, always make sure that the value of the product is always beyond the price of what you're selling. And I remember I said, wow, that, you know, that makes sense. That truly makes sense. Because once you're at that level, once you, what I always try to do with my customers and people is under promise over deliver. And if that happens, you create raving fan relationships, raving fan customers. And I think this creating long, just raving fan customers, raving fan relationships really keeps me super happy. It keeps me super happy. So of course it's a business. There's money involved. Absolutely. Do I like to sell commission? Absolutely. Do I like the built in for sure? But to create raving fan relationships and for them to call you and say, Hey, you know, John Cuno Carlo had this and this problem before you contacted me or my mother or my friend, whatever. And now I don't have this and this and this. Thank you. Thank you. And I get these calls often. So more than the money and the success and everything to, to get that call to create raving fan relationships, definitely the best part of my job for sure. So who, who's your ideal client for your raving fans and customers, this type of thing? Mm -hmm. People that like and understand complementary medicine. Let me explain. So recently, you know, like we've always known about alternative medicine and then conventional medicine. And there's always been this thing of conventional alternative, conventional alternative. I believe in complementary. So complementary, of course, doesn't take out conventional out of the picture. And it also doesn't take out alternative. It makes both stronger. So people that believe in that combining both, you get maximum results. Those people, whenever I educate them on my product and what it does for the immune system, per se, they understand, hey, look, this isn't the cure at all, a one size fit all. It doesn't replace your treatments. It doesn't replace your other supplements. It's a compliment. I was promising if you compliment and you're consistent with it, you will see better results for sure. So people that are open to this idea of complementary medicine, this is ideal. And that would be my ideal customer. The second customer I would say are people that, for example, like in this economy, right? You know, like in this economy, there are more people doing side hustles than ever before. And it's because we have social media, we have online, we have Uber and Lyft, right? Which has been affected a little bit, you know, with the pandemic. But this whole side hustle idea has really been, I think, in people's minds for the past five to 10 years. So I also help them out, create a, a side hustle business. So those two would be my ideal client for sure. Different people. So how do you get in front of each of them? Referrals for sure. So in sales, right? And like, there's always well, actually three types of way of getting customers, right? So there's, there's prospecting, there's, there's marketing and there's referrals. I do all three and my team kind of does all three. Now, some people do more of one thing than the other, right? So some do more marketing than prospecting. Some do more prospecting than marketing and some just based on referrals, okay? So like they say, everything in business is conversation. So sometimes just a conversation is enough to see if the person is your client or not. Then when I say conversation, literally a conversation, like no, no pushing, no, no prospecting, no, no hunting, literally just conversation. And sometimes in the conversation, Virginia, that could be again through marketing referrals or prospecting, there is a need. And from that need, you can figure it out. Now, again, with prospecting, marketing, referrals, most, again, some people do more referrals, some people do marketing, some people do prospecting. I'm more of a marketing referrals type guy. It just fits my style more. So just from there, I figure out who's my client or not. So what kind of marketing do you do? So for the past six months to a year, I've been doing a lot of podcast marketing, honestly, as a host, as a guest, because I've 
One of the reasons why I like doing podcasts a lot is because I've received so much value doing podcasts. Personally, I've learned so much with podcasts. I would say that a lot of my success in business is because I listen to at least one podcast per day. And by getting so much free value of experts in the nutrition space and the business space, I've purchased great quantities of great things because they've given me so much value. So for me, it made sense. I said, wait a second, you know, there's, there's a lot of way to market for sure. What's my strength? And I noticed, well, my strength is communication. I love podcasting. So if I give a lot of value to people, just like a lot of experts have given me a lot of value, it's a great marketing strategy. So that's right now my number one market strategy would definitely be podcasting. That's fun. So what's the, like one to two big goals that you have for the next year or two? One big goal I have is to be a guest in 42 podcasts. That's one big goal I have. And what number are you on? I'm in, this is number four, actually, for this Ooh. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really excited because, I, yeah, this will be my fourth this month, uh, funny enough. So, yeah, 37 to go. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, again, it's, uh, that would be definitely my, my uh, biggest goal, to be in 42 podcasts in the next 12 months, for sure. So how would that change your business? Oh, in, in every way. I've, I've learned through an entrepreneur called uh, Grant Cardone. He, he always says that to create a strong online business, you have to give attention, you, like, you have to gather some attention to yourself and to your business. He says it, it's all about attention. The one who gets the most attention wins. And that makes so much sense. So in this whole attention, a lot of people do ads, right? A lot of people do social media, just strict social media and uh, podcasting or video, right? But podcasting is a great way to get a lot of attention. And not only that, people, you know, talking about raving fan relationships, people love podcasts. They love podcasting. They're getting value. They're learning things. They're getting tips. And I love that after a podcast, someone can say, wow, Janko just showed me something. He showed me something about mindset, something about business, something about health. And this creates raving fan relationships. So to be in 42 podcasts means a lot of attention in the podcast space, but it also means to create a better brand and to eventually create endless referrals. So Really excited about the strategy. <laughs> awesome. Do you feel like there's a roadblock stopping you from reaching your, at least the 42 pot or 43 podcast goal, if not some of the other goals that you have? Roadblock. Well, I would say that the two biggest roadblocks, which is what I'm always working on is consistency and fear. That's it. Because sometimes before a podcast, I'm always a little nervous. <laughs> so your mind is always, you know, like your thoughts are always creating this fake story that's not true. So you have to know what story you're buying to yourself. So this fear can stop consistency for sure. So I'm always finding this, you know, week to week, you know, sometimes people think that as entrepreneurs or successful entrepreneurs, you know, the fear is gone. And it's true, you know, like a lot of things are easier than day one. That's obvious. A lot of things don't scare me as in the beginning for sure. But there's other types of fear that just never go away. But it's, it's just a matter of developing the act or develop courage. There you go. Develop courage and sense, hey, act even when you're scared, even when you're a little unsure. So fear and consistency would definitely be my roadblocks, but I'm determined to fight against them. Awesome. Great attitude. <laughs> What's the best advice that you've ever given? To work on yourself, to invest in yourself. That's an advice that they gave me when I was 19 and I started as an entrepreneur. And I don't, that's probably been the best advice I've ever received. And so I always try to give it to the world through podcasts or just friendships, honestly, you know, invest in yourself. In the beginning, I didn't think this was true, Virginia. And I heard this a lot of times. Eventually it became true. 
where it says 80% of success in entrepreneurship is mindset, 20% is mechanics. In the beginning, that's not more of a cliche thing. I'll be honest. I didn't think, I thought it was more of a like motivational speech type thing. But eventually I saw that it was so true because there are people, Virginia, that have more resources than you and me. They really do, but they don't start. They don't start. And it's because of fear or probably because, oh, you know, there's not, it's too saturated. There's too many people in that space or whatever is stopping them. And then they stop. But someone with the right mindset and less resources say, you know what? I don't have the resources, but if I give enough value, I'll get enough resources. So it's 80% mindset. And so what have I done for the past four years? Well, I've invested in myself heavily and big events and big big personal development events and big, you know, just big events in general. I, you know, not every month, but sometimes like after three, three, four months, I'll spend 200 to $300 in books on just leadership and skills and sales and nutrition, investing in myself, podcasting, you know, like at least an hour podcasting every single day. So investing in myself would definitely be the best tip I will give to anybody. Like a good plan. I think to go along with that though, and kind of what you were talking about earlier, it's like invest in yourself, but then also to take action. For sure. <laughs> so what's the best advice you've ever received? You might have alluded to it, but what's the best advice you've ever received? Well, more than investing in yourself. So, I mean, look, I once heard this from a mentor called Jim Rohn. A lot of people know this and I know him. He said, if you want things to change, you got to change. If you want things to get better, you got to get better. And I remember in my worst days in entrepreneurship, Virginia, days that I was like, I'm not sure if this is for me. I'm not sure if I'm cut to be an entrepreneur. The saying replayed in my mind. And I would say this saying helped me stay on course. If I would have not known this, I probably would have given up after a year or two. So, Can you say that saying again? Yeah. For everyone that's listening? For sure. If you want things to get better, you got to get better. If you want things to change, you got to change. So I realized that if my business wasn't going good or things weren't working out, I had to change. I had to get better. Nobody else. And that thing to this day, Virginia, and, and for the ones that are listening and watching, has been replaying in my mind weekly because I know that when things aren't going well, I have to get her. I have to change it. I have to get better. So that would be the best advice. I'm, I'm not sure if that helps a little bit, Virginia, on that topic. It does. Thank you. Is there anything that you would like to share with us that I haven't asked you about yet? Well, that I've been dedicating 70 hours of volunteer work since I'm 12. And I think that's helped me tremendously when it comes to dealing with people. You know, volunteer work has helped me not only deal with people, but to understand how much joy one person has to be in service of someone else, even when you're not getting paid. So yeah, that's something I've been doing since I'm 12 years old. And I'm, I'm so happy that my parents put that in us and the importance of volunteer work and uh, serving people for sure. That's great. Thank you. I think volunteer service is really good too. And it always helps put things into perspective too when you're serving other people. For sure. Absolutely. Where can people go to find out more about you and what you do? For sure. So for the Instagram lovers, just uh, look for uh, this is Jonko. Okay. So Jonko is G-I-A-N-C-O. And you can follow me, send me a DM, have a conversation, and I will love to have a conversation with you. You can also find me through LinkedIn, my full name. So it's G-I-A-N hyphen Carlo, C-A-R-L-O, Torres, and also you need to send me a LinkedIn request, send me a message. I love to have conversations with people in general. And of course, Facebook, same thing, my full name, just like in LinkedIn, and send me from requests. And um, let's be friends and have a good conversation. Those would be definitely the uh, three places where you can find me. Great. Well, thank you so much, Janko, for being my here pleasure, with us today. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a great day and we'll catch you later. You too. Thank you. 
You're welcome. Thank you so much for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe and leave some love through a review. And I'll catch you on the next episode.